We're reading Joshua chapter 10, verse 28, through chapter 14, verse 15, and Psalm 73, here on Commuter Bible OT. In our last episode, a coalition of nations conspired to fight against Israel, but they were no match for those with whom the Lord had covenanted. And God sent a natural disaster that laid waste to more men than the Israelites could slay by the sword. Today, another set of kings sets their sights on extinguishing Israel. The northern cities and their kings will soon be defeated, including those men called Anakim, those whom the original party of spies feared so much, saying that they felt like grasshoppers in their presence. Now, Israel returns with a new generation led by Joshua and Caleb, the Lord's faithful spies who are the only men left of the former generation. Joshua chapter 10, verse 28, through chapter 14, verse 15. On that day, Joshua captured Makeda and struck it down with the sword, including its king. He completely destroyed it and everyone in it, leaving no survivors. So he treated the king of Makeda as he had the king of Jericho. Joshua and all Israel with him crossed from Makeda to Libna and fought against Libna. The Lord also handed it and its king over to Israel. He struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword and left no survivors in it. He treated Libna's king as he had the king of Jericho. From Libna, Joshua and all Israel with him crossed to Lachish. They laid siege to it and attacked it. The Lord handed Lachish over to Israel, and Joshua captured it on the second day. He struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword, just as he had done to Libna. At that time, King Horam of Gezer went to help Lachish. But Joshua struck him down along with his people, leaving no survivors. Then Joshua crossed from Lachish to Eglon, and all Israel with him. They laid siege to it and attacked it. On that day they captured it and struck it down, putting everyone in it to the sword. He completely destroyed it that day, just as he had done to Lachish. Next, Joshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron and attacked it. They captured it and struck down its king, all its villages, and everyone in it with the sword. He left no survivors, just as he had done at Eglon. He completely destroyed Hebron and everyone in it. Finally, Joshua turned toward Debir and attacked it, and all Israel was with him. He captured it, its king, and all its villages. They struck them down with the sword and completely destroyed everyone in it, leaving no survivors. He treated Debir and its king as he had treated Hebron and as he had treated Libna and its king. So Joshua conquered the whole region, the hill country, the Negev, the Judean foothills, and the slopes, with all their kings leaving no survivors. He completely destroyed every living being as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. Joshua conquered everyone from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and all the land of Goshen as far as Gibeon. Joshua captured all these kings and their land in one campaign because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel 
to the camp at Gilgal. When King Jabin of Hazor heard this news, he sent a message to King Jobab of Madden, the kings of Shimron and Akshaph, and the kings of the north in the hill country, the Araba south of Chinnereth, the Judean foothills, and the slopes of Dor to the west, the Canaanites in the east and west, the Amorites, Hethites, Perizzites, and Jebusites in the hill country, and the Hivites at the foot of Hermon in the land of Mizpah. They went out with all their armies, a multitude as numerous as the sand on the seashore, along with a vast number of horses and chariots. All these kings joined forces. They came and camped together at the waters of Merom to attack Israel. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, for at this time tomorrow I will cause all of them to be killed before Israel. You are to hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. So Joshua and all his troops surprised them at the waters of Merim and attacked them. The Lord handed them over to Israel, and they struck them down, pursuing them as far as Greater Sidon and Mizrafoth Maim, and to the east as far as the valley of Mizpah. They struck them down, leaving no survivors. Joshua treated them as the Lord had told him. He hamstrung their horses and burned their chariots. At that time, Joshua turned back, captured Hazor, and struck down its king with the sword because Hazor had formerly been the leader of all these kingdoms. They struck down everyone in it with the sword, completely destroying them. He left no one alive. Then he burned Hazor. Joshua captured all these kings and their cities and struck them down with the sword. He completely destroyed them, as Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded. However, Israel did not burn any of the cities that stood on their mounds except Hazor, which Joshua burned. The Israelites plundered all the spoils and cattle of these cities for themselves. But they struck down every person with the sword until they had annihilated them, leaving no one alive. Just as the Lord had commanded his servant Moses, Moses commanded Joshua. That is what Joshua did, leaving nothing undone of all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So Joshua took all this land, the hill country, all the Negev, all the land of Goshen, the foothills, the Araba, and the hill country of Israel with its foothills, from Mount Halak, which ascends to Seir, as far as Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon, at the foot of Mount Hermon. He captured all their kings and struck them down, putting them to death. Joshua waged war with all these kings for a long time. No city made peace with the Israelites except the Hivites who inhabited Gibeon. All of them were taken in battle. For it was the Lord's intention to harden their hearts so that they would engage Israel in battle, be completely destroyed without mercy, and be annihilated, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. At that time, Joshua proceeded to exterminate the Anakim from the hill country, Hebron, Debir, Anab, all the hill country of Judah and of Israel. 
Joshua completely destroyed them with their cities. No Anakim were left in the land of the Israelites, except for some remaining in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. So Joshua took the entire land in keeping with all that the Lord had told Moses. Joshua then gave it as an inheritance to Israel, according to their tribal allotments. After this, the land had rest from war. The Israelites struck down the following kings of the land and took possession of their land beyond the Jordan to the east and from the Arnon River to Mount Hermon, including all the Arabah eastward. King Sihon of the Amorites lived in Heshbon. He ruled from Arawer on the rim of the Arnon River along the middle of the valley and half of Gilead up to the Jabbok River, the border of the Ammonites. The Arabah east of the Sea of Chinnereth to the Sea of Arabah, that is, the Dead Sea, eastward through Beth Jeshemoth, and southward below the slopes of Pisgah. King Og of Bashan, of the remnant of the Rephaim, lived in Ashtaroth and Adrei. He ruled over Mount Hermon, Salica, all Bashan up to the Jeshurite and Makathite border, and half of Gilead to the border of King Sihon of Heshbon. Moses the Lord's servant and the Israelites struck them down, and Moses the Lord's servant gave their land as an inheritance to the Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Joshua and the Israelites struck down the following kings of the land beyond the Jordan to the west, from Baalgad and the valley of Lebanon to Mount Halak, which ascends towards Seir. Joshua gave their land as an inheritance to the tribes of Israel, according to their allotments. The hill country, the Judean foothills, the Arabah, the slopes, the wilderness, and the Negev the lands of the Hethites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. The king of Jericho, one. The king of Ai, which is next to Bethel, one. The king of Jerusalem, one. The king of Hebron, one. The king of Jarmuth, one. The king of Lachish, one. The king of Eglon, one. The king of Gezer, one. The king of Debir, one. The king of Geder, one. The king of Horma, one. The king of Arad, one. The king of Libna, one. The king of Adullam, one. The king of Makeda, one. The king of Bethel, one. The king of Tapua, one. The king of Hefer, one. The king of Aphek, one. The king of Lasheron, one. The king of Madon, one. The king of Hazor. One. The king of Shimron Maron. One. The king of Akshaf. One. The king of Tanakh. One. The king of Megiddo. One. The king of Kadesh. One. The king of Jokneam in Carmel. One. The king of Dor in Napheth Dor. One. The king of Goyim in Gilgal. One. The king of Tirzah, one. The total number of all kings, 31.
Joshua was now old, advanced in age. And the Lord said to him, You have become old, advanced in age, but a great deal of the land remains to be possessed. This is the land that remains. All the districts of the Philistines and the Geshurites, from the Shihor east of Egypt to the border of Ekron on the north, considered to be Canaanite territory. The five Philistine rulers of Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron, as well as the Avites in the south. All the land of the Canaanites, from Era of the Sidonians to Aphek and as far as the border of the Amorites. The land of the Gebelites, and all Lebanon east from Belgad below Mount Hermon to the entrance of Hamath. All the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon to Mizrafoth Maim, all the Sidonians. I will drive them out before the Israelites, only distribute the land as an inheritance for Israel, as I have commanded you. Therefore divide this land as an inheritance to the nine tribes and half the tribe of Manasseh. With the other half of the tribe of Manasseh, the Reubenites and Gadites had received the inheritance Moses gave them beyond the Jordan to the east, just as Moses the Lord's servant had given them. From Arawer on the rim of the Arnon Valley, along with the city in the middle of the valley, all the Mediba Plateau as far as Dibon, and all the cities of King Sihon of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, to the border of the Ammonites. Also Gilead and the territory of the Geshurites and Makathites, all Mount Hermon, and all Bashan to Salica. The whole kingdom of Og and Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth and Adrei. He was one of the remaining Rephaim. Moses struck them down and drove them out. But the Israelites did not drive out the Geshurites and Makathites. So Geshur and Makath still live in Israel today. He did not, however, give any inheritance to the tribe of Levi. This was their inheritance, just as he had promised, the food offerings made to the Lord, the God of Israel. To the tribe of Reuben's descendants by their clans, Moses gave this as their territory. From Arawera on the rim of the Arnon Valley, along with the city in the middle of the valley, the whole plateau as far as Mediba, with Heshbon and all its cities on the plateau, Dibon, Babeth Baal, Beth Baalmeon, Jahaz, Kadimoth, Mephath, Kiriathiam, Sibma, Zareth Shehar on the hill in the valley, Beth Peor, the slopes of Pisgah, and Beth Jeshemoth, all the cities of the plateau, and all the kingdom of King Sihon of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. Moses had killed him and the chiefs of Midian, Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Reba, the princes of Sihon who lived in the land. Along with those the Israelites put to death, they also killed the diviner, Balaam, son of Beor, with the sword. The border of the Reubenites was the Jordan and its plain. This was the inheritance of the Reubenites by their clans, with the cities and their settlements. To the tribe of the Gadites by their clans, Moses gave this as their territory. Jazer and all the cities of Gilead, and half the land of the Ammonites to Arawer near Rabbah. From Heshbon to Ramoth Mizpah and Betanim, and from Hanaim to the border of Debir. In the valley, Beth Haram, Beth Nimrah, 
Sukkoth, and Zaphon, the rest of the kingdom of King Sihon of Heshbon. Their land also included the Jordan and its territory as far as the edge of the Sea of Chinnereth, on the east side of the Jordan. This was the inheritance of the Gadites by their clans, with the cities and their settlements. And to half the tribe of Manasseh, that is, to half the tribe of Manasseh's descendants by their clans, Moses gave this as their territory. From Mahanaim through all Bashan, all the kingdom of King Og of Bashan, including all of Jair's villages that are in Bashan, sixty cities. But half of Gilead and Og's royal cities in Bashan, Ashtaroth and Adre, are for the descendants of Machir, son of Manasseh, that is, half the descendants of Machir by their clans. These were the portions Moses gave them on the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan, east of Jericho. But Moses did not give a portion to the tribe of Levi. The Lord, the God of Israel, was their inheritance, just as he had promised them. The Israelites received these portions that the priest Eliezer, Joshua son of Nun, and the family heads of the Israelite tribes gave them in the land of Canaan. Their inheritance was by lot as the Lord commanded through Moses for the nine and a half tribes, because Moses had given the inheritance to the two and a half tribes beyond the Jordan. But he gave no inheritance among them to the Levites. The descendants of Joseph became two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. No portion of land was given to the Levites except cities to live in, along with pasture lands for their cattle and livestock. So the Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses, and they divided the land. The descendants of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord promised Moses the man of God at Kadesh Barnea about you and me? I was forty years old when Moses, the Lord's servant, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to scout the land, and I brought back an honest report. My brothers who went with me caused the people to lose heart. But I followed the Lord my God completely. On that day Moses swore to me, The land where you have set foot will be an inheritance for you and your descendants forever, because you have followed the Lord my God completely. As you see, The Lord has kept me alive these forty-five years as he promised. Since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness. Here I am today, eighty-five years old. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. My strength for battle and for daily tasks is now as it was then. Now give me this hill country the Lord promised me on that day, because you heard then that the Anakim are there, as well as large fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me, and I will drive them out as the Lord promised. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron still belongs to Caleb, son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, as an inheritance today, because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, completely. 
Hebron's name used to be Kiriath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. After this, the land had rest from war. Psalm 73 God is indeed good to Israel, to the pure in heart. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. My steps nearly went astray. For I envied the arrogant. I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have an easy time until they die, and their bodies are well fed. They are not in trouble like others. They are not afflicted like most people. Therefore, pride is their necklace, and violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge out from fatness. The imaginations of their hearts run wild. They mock and speak maliciously. They arrogantly threaten oppression. They set their mouths against heaven, and their tongues strut across the earth. Therefore his people turn to them and drink in their overflowing words. The wicked say, How can God know? Does the Most High know everything? Look at them, the wicked. They are always at ease, and they increase their wealth. Did I purify my heart and wash my hands in innocence for nothing? For I am afflicted all day long and punished every morning. If I had decided to say these things aloud, I would have betrayed your people. When I tried to understand all this, it seemed hopeless until I entered God's sanctuary. Then I understood their destiny. Indeed, you put them in slippery places. You make them fall into ruin. How suddenly they become a desolation. They come to an end, swept away by terrors. Like one waking from a dream, Lord, when rising, you will despise their image. When I became embittered, and my innermost being was wounded, I was stupid and didn't understand. I was an unthinking animal toward you. Yet I am always with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward, You will take me up in glory. Who do I have in heaven but you? And I desire nothing on earth but you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Those far from you will certainly perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, God's presence is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, so I can tell about all you do. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him, and He will make your paths straight. Psalm 73